Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third and final hour, not only of today's Live with Rank show, but of the week. Actually, I'm being told that some best of mine may be on uh, tomorrow morning. Saturday morning, the best of rank. In fact, I know it is because I picked out a couple real good ones. If you missed my interview with uh, Jace Bolger the other day concerning the term limit constitutional amendment bill or petition or my interview with Congressman Peter Meyer, uh, that'll be played tomorrow. But you can always also find that always at the radio on demand, our podcast tool on my flagship station's WBCKFM.com under the uh, quick links radio on demand. That's our podcast. And I always forget to mention I'm on Spotify. So you can download my uh, podcast on Spotify. They're one hours. They're cut into three. Well, actually 39, 40 minutes because the commercials aren't in the middle of it. So you can check that out at Spotify. Just download it that way. Spread the word. In the first couple hours, we talked about, well, let me just point to two quick things I, I did this morning. I published a piece, purely informational, funding for COVID-19 testing, treatment, and vaccine is ending. You'll find out all the information there. I found out yesterday from an email that was sent to people who've been testing, treating, and vaccinating people. So if you're on the cusp and you think you want to get it done, you want to get it done quick. And how quick? Find out by looking at that piece I wrote. Game over, I think, is the name, uh, is the picture. I hope people, I was trying to find a picture like that said ending or uh, something like that. And I just couldn't find it. So you guys got to understand, and people email us all the time about our pictures. We have to have permission on these pictures. So, yeah, there's a lot of great pictures that I would love to use. But if we don't have permission, if we haven't bought them or whatever, we can't. So all the best one I could find is game over. And then I started thinking, you know what? People are going to think that I'm saying, I was saying this was all a game. That's not why I put that out there. The other piece, if you want to have fun, Three Rivers Woman has had enough of drivers destroying her yard. Check out the pictures that she put out there, and it's in my piece. Again, at WBCKFM.com or WKMI.com. Check it out. And the fun part, because it's not from her, you should hear her anguish. You could feel her anguish, I should say, uh, in, um, in, her, uh, in her post that she put out there. So the fun part is, Go back to the website, WBCKFM.com's Facebook page or the Rank Live Facebook page, and you can post uh, some of your pictures. You know, I'll update this. If you guys want to send me some pictures on what people are doing, I'd love for you to do so. Just email it to me at Rank RE as an excellent NK at townsquaremedia.com. 
let us take some phone calls. You've been waiting for a while, and I do appreciate that. Lines are open, 269-441-9595. I have plenty of lines these days. I used to be limited to, I think it was three lines. So I can't remember. Maybe it was four. Anyway, people would often, when things got busy, would hear busy signals. I doubt you'll do hear that now. So let's start this hour off with... Jim from Battle Creek. Good morning, Jim. Welcome to the live show, uh, Rank Show. In fact, I, I'm being told, Jim, that you're Irish. And uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm extremely surprised that you know how to dial a phone uh, to call me. Well, not only that, but I know how to get a pictured ID so I can vote, too. So I think I jokingly, I, I talked to Jim right before we went on to let him know he's going to be first. And I jokingly said he must be from the Biden uh, branch of the Irish uh, and again, for those of you, hold on, Jim, for those of you who don't know why we're talking like this, this literally, this literally is what people voted for to be seated as our president. This happened yesterday in front of Irish people. You ready? <laughs> well, I just want you to know I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married an Italian. Right. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Jim. No, I, I, I'm able to dial you up, and I'm also able to get a pictured ID so I can vote, too. Wow, wow. And if you can, then that would mean anybody, because you're Irish. And according to Joe Biden, he just said that Irish people, the, the, fault, the default for Irish people is they're stupid, because he has to tell you he's Irish, but he's not stupid. And, and by the way, isn't it odd that it's not on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS? None of them are, are pounding him. The Detroit Free Press, Detroit News, Lansing State Journal, uh, Huffington Post, uh, Salon, The Atlantic Journal. I can go on forever. The, the, the worthless New York Times, I could go on forever. None of them are uh, upset that he called the entire uh, Irish race stupid. So I appreciate you calling in, Jim, to prove that uh, you're not all stupid. Well, not only that, but I can, uh, if somebody tells a joke slow, Irish joke slow, and say the punchline twice, I can get it, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jim. Thanks a lot for calling in. Appreciate that. Line just opened up, 269-441-9595. Let's go to Kevin and Allegan. Good morning, Kevin. Welcome uh, to the show. Hi. Thanks for, for uh Listening to me, I wrote a little bit about these uh, facts that I have about transgender and what the word means, um, if that's all right. Sure. It's Free Speech Friday. You guys get to choose okay. the content of the show. <laughs> Good. Um, I've heard someone say it's important to define the words of the subject you are talking about. It'll shorten your debate or what you're talking about. So this is what I wrote. What is the definition of the word transgender? I believe it means... What it means is that sex, male or female, is a person who wants them or others to use whenever you talk about it. So what really... I, I didn't uh, get that. Who wants what? A person who wants to use whatever the, the subject is that they want to talk about. That's the def, that's, And we're trying to look... That's the definition of transgender? 
Yeah. What What do they mean when somebody calls themselves transgender or other people transgender? What does that really mean? To me, it means that they don't believe they are the, in their mind, they are not the sex or gender that they are biologically. Right. And that's what I wanted to explain right here, what bio, biologically a person is. So is that all right? Sure. Okay. It's, it's uh, what really is the truth about sex, male or female, of a person. You have to look at the biology of that person. Every person's life starts when the sperm of a male has a spermatogen <laughs> in it when it penetrates the egg of a female. Definition of that word, spermatozoon, is the male germ cell, um, cell found in sermon which penetrates the ovum or egg of a female to fertilize it. Okay. Typically, it contains... Yeah, just a little bit more. Typically, it contains a head containing a large nucleus, a small midsection, and a whip-like tail used for locomo uh, for moving. The ovum or egg of a female has within it a nucleus, just as a male cell has, which contains vital genetic material that acts as a cell's control center. Inside the nucleus is the DNA, which contains all the vital genetic information and instruction codes necessary for the maintenance and continuation of life. Inside the nucleus are chromosomes, which the definition of, they carry the genes that convey hereditary uh, characteristics. The germ in the spinatolism, it's the one with the whip-like tail. Right, right, right. Either, we got that. Are we, are we getting yeah. to something here, Jim? I mean, yes, Kevin? All right. Yeah, those uh, spinatolism are either XY for males or XX for females. And transgenders cannot take, cannot change this. Therefore, my definition of a person is the person calling another person or themselves um, transgender are either ignorant of biology or disregard the truth. And that's what I'm, I'm saying. What is the definition? Well, it, it, okay, but let me, let me, they are if they believe, if they don't believe in the science or biology. But what the trans, what, what the medical, and I forgot the name of it, what our, our medical societies believe, they say it's not, it, it is a mental disorder. Yeah. So it's an order in which they believe they are the opposite sex or whatever from what biology they say. And everybody was able to accept that for a long time, but they can't accept that. They, they now want to, den or not they, this, some people want to deny science and biology which is very, right. very odd. And, and they use the words like assigning. They, I was assigned at birth. You were assigned nothing at birth. You're either a male or a female. Now, are there a tiny, 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 small amount that are uh, hermaphrodites? Yes. Uh, but from a biological sense, we can find out from your explanation of chromosomes, uh, what what you are, uh, whether a boy or a girl, you are not assigned a sex uh, when you're born. Right. So once you start pushing that narrative is when I think you lose a lot of people who are with you on the psychological side. Okay, you know, you, you are dealing with issues. You're dealing with this uh, within you. I get it. I accept it. Uh, but now they want more. They want to, mm -hmm. and I think uh, that is an issue. So what What was the, and I only have about 30 seconds, what was the purpose for that? What were you trying to get out? By the fact that they want is, is 
basically that what they want, and it's a lie to call them a sex they're not. Basically, it's a lie. Okay. Thanks a lot for calling in. I appreciate that. 269-441-9595. If any of you have a, a different thought than us, love to hear from you. You listen to Live with Rank, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Live with Rank, and thank you for that. It's Free Speech Friday, 269-441-9595. I promised you I would play this piece, and I want to play this. I don't want to forget. Art Laffer was being interviewed just the other day on Fox News and discussing, he was asked, is there anything optimistic you can look forward to uh, in the future with what's going on in the uh, in our economy. Now, I know people are going to sit there and say, well, he's on Fox News and he uh, has conservative ideas when it comes to the economy so uh, or money or whatever politically. He's fiscally conservative, I should say. So I'm not going to listen to him. Too much of that is happening. And I do that with people on the left. But after the people on the left, they're proven to me that I shouldn't listen to him. I listen to Jonathan Turley and he votes. He's a he's a Democrat. I listen to him. I play quite often his audio pieces on my show because I, I he uses fact, common sense. I don't always agree with him. So I hope people will listen to this. Here's Art Laffer. He was the uh, one of the main guys that was driving the tax policy for Reagan that gave us the boom that came in the 90s under Clinton. And Art... You may have heard the Laffer curve. That's this guy, Art, who came up with this curve, deciding where is the optimal tax rate. Too little, I forgot what happens on the too little part. Too much, then you start hurting the economy and people and businesses. So, Art, what are your thoughts about the future? Give me your take. Again, we, we have a potential shutdown in China, maybe affecting the supply chain more. We have rate hikes coming from the Fed tomorrow. Um, oh. What's going to happen with this economy as we look out a year from now? What impact are these things going to have on economic growth? Well, all you've described, Sean, is Debbie Downer. I mean, yes. But, but when you're looking at this correctly, it's, you're, you're right. Uh, I don't see a heck of a lot in this economy that makes me happy or optimistic about the future. The, the producer's price index at 10% is a very high number. And what you have to remember, Sean, is that that number is higher than the consumer price index. Uh, and it occurs at an earlier stage. So if you look at the stages of growth and a product going through of the process, it means that consumer prices probably will be rising as well to rise up to meet the producer's price index. And, you know, it's not a good outlook there. I don't see any much good outlook in uh, what's happening in Europe. That's not good. In China, the lockdowns, these are all pieces of bad news. At some point, they will change, but I don't think they're going to change anytime soon, Sean. So, Art, I think the Fed was late to the game. Uh, they should have been raising rates far earlier. I can money Monday morning quarterback oh. that, right? But now, as you mentioned, CPI at, at 10%. To land this plane, the Fed, and not kick us into a recession, is that even possible? Are these rate hikes going to lead to um, uh, a recession for the American economy? Well, let me, if I can, take you back way back in time to 1981 when we took office on January 20th. Uh, inflation was running at 15, 16, 17 percent per annum back then. And Paul Volcker had been named chairman of the Federal Reserve Board by Jimmy Carter. And coming into that time, prime in the prime interest rate when we took office on that day was uh, 20 and a half percent, which was way above the rate of inflation, which was necessary to bring the inflation back down under control. 
This Fed has done nothing so far to bring inflation down under control. If they were to do that, Sean, they would have to raise the 10-year bond yield to maybe something like, oh, 14, 15 percent to be able to have a real interest rate there, which has caused people to economize on their money balances. As it is now, they've been printing money galore, and they've done nothing so far. And raising the interest rate a quarter point here or half a point there is not serious. It's just plain not serious when you have inflation running between uh, 7 and 10%. It's just not serious, and they haven't started the task of bringing inflation back under control. Well, we're talking about, about interest rates, but also they have to uh, unwind a $9 trillion balance sheet as well, which is gonna cause rates to go up as well, which we don't know how that's gonna play out. Um, but while well, that's shocking, 14, 15% uh, rates to get this thing under control, uh, that would have a de devastating effect on the economy. I would just note that back in 81, you and Reagan were actually trying to fix the problem. Democrats are actually trying to make the problem worse or they wanna spend more money, build back better. Nancy Pelosi came out and said, listen everybody, spending's not the problem, spending's the answer to inflation. I wanna get your take on, I wanna get your take on this because I look at what's happened it's to- It's jokeable. It's, it, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's, it's giggleable, it's just silly. I mean, if, if you have a demand curve and a supply curve, if you demand more, what happens to the price? It goes up. If, if, you, if you have people wanting to buy more and more things and they have more and more money to do it, you're gonna find inflation rising, which is exactly what's happening. It reminds me when she said unemployment benefits, raising unemployment benefits are the best way to stimulate the economy. What? I mean, it just shows an absolute ignorance of economics and just a, just a spouting nonsense, which is very damaging and misleads people. You wonder why people don't trust politicians. That's why. Well, are we laugh at it, but it's, I mean, it's, it's depressing that this is where the Speaker of the House is at on economics. I wanna get your quick take on this because as I looked at the impact that the West has had on Russia, we've been able to shut down their economy, destroy their currency. We're going after their oligarchs. I'm, take, I'm talking about that later in the show. What concerns me is that shouldn't America learn a lesson that if you give too much power to someone else, like Russia did to the West, we've given that same kind of power over our economy to China. Shouldn't we get, be getting American businesses out of China back to the United States or maybe to India or Vietnam or somewhere else other than China? Isn't that a real threat to our economy and gives too much power to China? Yeah, but let me, if I can, just say this, Sean. Sure. I I'm someone who wants less government, not more government. And the more government dictates you must do that, you must do the other, you must do this thing and that, the worse it's going to get for us and for the world. What I would like to see the government do is take a breather, stop spending money, lower tax rates, let the private sector solve the problem. If the private sector wants to produce in China, let them produce in China, let them get the comparative gains from trade. If we need to have more defense, spend more on the defense budget the way Reagan did, but cut the regular budget and cut the dictates coming out of Congress to businesses and to the private life. I mean, mask mandates, all of those things, they're very counterproductive. I'd like to see less government, not more government instructions on how to behave. Well, to your point, Art, I think lower taxes and smarter regulation will actually bring businesses back home, that's no doubt. Exactly, we need that. That's not we where they're that. at. We want to entice them back home, not order them to come back home. We want to make them want to be here, not have to be here, otherwise they get punished. I, I don't care that's where they not go. That's the type of country we want. I told you it's very calm, rational discussion of our economy right now with a guy who was in it. Inflation was, what did he say, 15 point something percent the first day 
Reagan took office and he was with them. And today, our inflation is in the 15%. Now, I say that because that's something I learned earlier this week and I relayed to you guys. Yes, we're at 7.9%. But if you compare it back to 1982, when he was talking about, it's 15 point something percent. Why? Because they screwed with the inflation number after those that period i assume of all that bad inflation under democrats the democrats are like we got to change this and when they had the opportunity they changed it so now a 15 point something percent unemployment i mean inflation rate i think they said 15.6 if you use the same calculations they used that first day that reagan took office it would be 15 point something percent today so why are we going back to this guy why aren't we asking what did you guys do to turn this around. You heard what he did. A 20% Fed rate? And, and they were crying and whining about a quarter of a point raise today? I don't even, I think it's below 1%. And they had a 20% Fed rate back then? Wow, there's a lot of work we have to do, guys. And you can tell, if you believe what Art's saying, that they have no intention of trying to bring inflation down. They're going to, as he said, throw out a quarter or a half here and there. It does nothing. They're just going to hope naturally naturally, it comes down. And remember, they've, uh, well, in a way, cheated by putting in a new formula. And I'm not saying, I don't know when it happened. It may have happened 20 years ago. I don't know when. But whenever it happened, they're kind of cheating, aren't they? Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. You listen to live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. You listen to the live with Rank show, and I appreciate that very, very much. The congressional. So we know what's happening with gas prices and the problem we have. The Congressional Progressive Caucus. They call themselves the CBC. There's about ninety-seven left-wing nut lawmakers are now urging Joe Biden to declare a climate emergency. And issue more bans on federal oil and gas leasing. You think that's what we need right now? And the biggest problem we have, it appears that it is these few. If you look at 97 out of uh, 220, that's growing, actually. I'm surprised it's that much. But that's who's running our country right now from the perspective of Biden are these progressives. 97 of them are now are asking him to make gas prices worse. I found this. Dr. Fauci, I thought he had retired or something. He's going to be um, a commencement speaker at the University of Michigan. The failed and disgraced Dr. Fauci. The man who told you not to wear a mask, you don't need to. Then told you you needed to wear a mask. When asked why he flipped, he says, well, I was lying the first time just so people wouldn't put them on so they would die, but others would not. Then flip back to not wearing them, then flip back to wearing them. That disgrace. U of M wants them to come talk at their commencement. Graduation. Awesome. What is it, what is it with Chinese women spies and and Repub- and democrat congress people so you have stalwall eric sawwall sawwall or what his name is 
He sleeps with Chinese spies. Now they have another one. Alleged Chinese spy cultivated ties to, well, actually, this guy didn't sleep with him. He's just taking his maximum amount of donations from him. His name is Tom Suzy, Democrat from New York. And currently he's running for governor of New York. He's met many times with a guy named Frank Liu. It's actually Fan Liu. Calls himself Frank. He's the founder of an organization called the World Harmony Foundation. Federal prosecutors two days ago has accused him of spying. I'm telling you, they are really in bed with these people. So we talked about the what I believe is the disgraced Fauci, and I gave you part of why. He lied to you, said don't wear. If he truly believes masks are needed, he lied to you. He said you don't need them. And then when he said you needed them, he said, well, I was lying to you before because I didn't want you to. You, you know the part. I just said it. So he's going to go speak at U of M. And by the way, why didn't anybody ever go back and ask him? He won't go on Fox News, but any of the others, you notice how they never asked him? Well, listen, Dr. Olmsted said uh, that these are useless. Everything you're saying about masks is wrong except the N95s. What's your thoughts about that? Do you agree with Dr. Olmsted or not? Isn't that interesting that he wasn't asked that? So we were just talking about him going to U of M. The State University of New York, SUNY, at Brockport has invited a convicted cop killer known as Anthony Bottom to speak on the topic of, quote, history of black resistance, U.S. political prisoners, and genocide, end quote. The wonderful Mr. Bottom was convinc- convicted in 1971 of murdering two New York City police officers in an ambush-style attack. That's according to the New York Daily News. He, at the time, was a member of the Black Liberation Army. What they call a violent offshoot of the Black Panthers when he committed those murders. He spent 49 years in jail, was paroled in 2020. You can kill two police officers in New York and not spend ambush style coward style so not only not even a a a a man-to-man no coward style you could kill two police and not serve the rest of your life in jail and when you get out state university of new york will pay you to come talk there i find that interesting let's keep going with colleges and the problem that uh if you have any kids who are in college or going to college, be very, very careful. We spoke to our kids and speak to them about what they're learning there at these schools. More than 100 students at Yale Law School shot, attempted to shout down and did a bipartisan panel on civil liberties and free speech. Because Yale Law students don't believe, or these hundred or so Yale Law students don't believe in free speech. In fact, 66% of the student body signed a letter in support of rowdy protests. So you can stop people from speaking by being rowdy. Our institutions, our college institutions are really, really 
hurting, hurting this country. And then I saw this because this is probably going to be pushed around quite a bit. Mail-in balloting rejection rates from the 2016 presidential election to this one, particularly in battleground rates, have dramatically shrunk to infant, uh, infant to small. I know I'm going to screw up the words, uh, word, according to reports. So despite massive warnings about mail-in ballot rejection rates being around 1% historically, 3% for the first time absentee ballot voters, and as high as 6.5% in some states. So 1% historically, they say absentee voters' uh, ballots are rejected. I think it was 75 or 80% less than that in the 2020 election. So where is the reporting about that? It's missing. Isn't it interesting that less people were rejected in the 2020 election when there was an explosion of, of betting, betting, of voting, an explosion. I don't you know, the numbers are through the roof, yet less people were rejected. Does that make sense to you? So what they're trying to say here is around 1% historically is what's rejected due to signature problems or whatever with about 3% for first-time absentee ballot voters and 6.5% in some states. Why am I bringing this up? Well, I'll tell you, coming up right after this. You listen to Live with Rankin, we'll be right back. You listen to Live with Rankin, I will be flying way very, very soon. The last segment of the week. I want to apologize. I... I was I was reading the second thing I wanted to cover before the first thing that set up the second thing. And it was my fault in the way I ordered it within my show notes. So forget about everything I just said concerning these uh, historical rates in battleground uh, battleground states. And and I knew there. I don't know if you guys saw or heard, not saw, heard. I was kind of struggling with what I was saying because I'm like, wait, what I was thinking was different than what I was referring to. Well, this is why I wanted to bring this to your attention, and and you'll get it then. The AP the other day in the Detroit News published this right in the trash: Texas ballot rejection soar. AP fine. And I know this is what's going to be pushed and pushed and pushed once this Ukraine thing settles down. So the AP wrote this. Texas threw out mail votes at an abnormally high rate during the nation's first primary of 2020, rejecting nearly 23,000 ballots outright under tougher voting rules that are part of the broad campaign by Republicans to reshape American elections. Never once do I remember an AP article talking about how the Democrats were reshaping American elections. But again, I'm just pointing that out. Not surprised. The AP is a leftist organization. They all are. So stay with me here. And by the way, talking about they all are, I want to see what happens the next time Leon Panetta is on Fox News. He quite often goes on Neil Cavuto's show. And you're going to see now whether Neil Cavuto is a good show host who really is trying to get both sides of the story 
or not? Or if he goes on Brett Bear? Because Leon Panetta was one of the big signing, the signatures of that public statement on the Biden emails when they all said this is definitely 100% Russian fake, whatever they called it. You remember that? And now you know, New York Post is the one that started uh, talking about the emails that came from the Hunter Biden laptop that the New York Times and everybody else said didn't exist. So Leon Panetta, if Neil Cavuto or Brett Baer does not ask, in fact, I heard Brett Baer last night watching his panel say all 50 of these people who the Democrats kept pointing to, all 50 of them lied to you. All, well, they're all 50 former spooks, but they lied to you in this email or in this letter where they said, no, nah, this is Russian propaganda. This never, never happened. Typical, typical, typical. Jim Clapper, not surprised that he didn't li- that he lied. He lied under oath to Congress and never spent a nickel a, a second in jail. Mike Hayden, same thing. Leon Panetta, John Brennan, Mike Morrell, all of them lied, lied, and said that this was typical Russian propaganda. The laptop didn't exist. The emails didn't exist. They weren't real. And now we find out every one of them is a liar. So let's find out, as Brett Baer said last night in the panel, these people should be asked, all 50 of them should be asked why they signed on to this letter. So this is one of those great examples I can give for you guys or to you guys to tell whether you should waste your time watching a show. Or a host. So if you ever see Jim Clapper, Mike Hayden, Leon Panetta, John Brennan, Michael Morell, if you ever see any of them on a show and they're not asked why they lied to the American people about Biden or Hunter Biden's laptop and emails. If they're not asked for an explanation, you are wasting your time watching that program. I don't care if it's on Fox or anything. So now back to this. This is going to uh, be spreading around, and that's why I wanted to bring it to your attention. Texas ballot rejection soar. So it was published in the Detroit News, written by the uh, Associated Press. And they're saying that roughly 13% of mail ballots returned on March 1st primary in Texas just happened were discarded and uncounted nowhere in this entire error article do they mention why it was or if it was uh, unreasonable for it to be discounted it was discounted because they didn't follow the procedure or process what government agency doesn't force you to follow the process? Any of you guys be- ever dealt with the government, DMV or whatever, and just go outside of the process? What happens to you when that happens? So now these people are saying don't follow the process. Always ask that whenever you hear about any of these things. I like to bring it out. When you're talking about earlier this week, we're talking about, uh, oh, the number of people arrested 
I think it was in Kalamazoo County, there was a higher percentage of black youth than white youth. But never once did they ask, did the black youth commit a crime? Or did the white youth commit a crime and wasn't actually arrested? No, no. They just throw you out these numbers, these data. Same thing here. So I don't care if 99% of the ballots are rejected. If they're not properly credentialed or signed, they should be rejected. Now, that's then when I went and found a November 2020 article that was talking about the uh, unbelievable, historically low ballot, not rejecting ballots in all the key battleground states. Georgia, 6.5% rejections in 2016, 0.2 in 2020. AP never wrote a story about that. The Detroit News never published a story about that. Pennsylvania, 1% of rejections of ballots in 2016, 0.03% in 2020. So in an explosion of numbers of people voting and a implosion of numbers rejected. Nevada, 1.6% rejected in 2016, 0.75% 2020. Michigan, 0.5%. So a half a percent in 2016 were rejected. Millions of more people voted via absentee ballot, and it dropped to a tenth of a percent, 400% less. You get my point? North Carolina, 2.7% in 2016, 0.8% in 2020. No, at no time did the AP or the Detroit News publish these numbers. This comes from Newsmax. So they can whine and cry all they want about the numbers that are rejected. Your first question is, were they rejected legitimately? Should they have been rejected? And your second question should be, why didn't you report on the historically ridiculous Georgia 6.5% rejected in 16, two-tenths of a percent in 2020? You guys in Michigan, half a percent rejected in 2016. Explosion of millions and millions of more absentee ballots. That reduces itself by about 400%. Is that true? 0.1%, a tenth of a percent. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show today. I do appreciate that. You guys have a great, safe weekend. You're listening to the Live with Ring Show, and I'll talk to you Monday at 9 a.m. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.